Lead with your hip like you're doing right now. Show your whole hydra hole. Oh. Show your whole hydra hole. <laughs> yeah. Boom. Boom. Yeah, that's exactly it. I come from the theater. I started touring with the International Company of Kinky Boots. It's up, down, up. For, like you're going down, your body's going down, but the hip is going up, down, up. So this sort of like singing, dancing gig, especially with a group of girls, that is completely what I do. Can we pause? Thank you. Oh, Amanda. Amanda's fears. Ha ha ha! Fuck. Plain. If you need a lyric, it's together you're my hero. Got the courage. Got the courage. That's exactly okay. right. Yeah. Plain must be feeling some type of way right now because a mandatory meeting is eating her up in this choreography, baby. Ooh. And that's the tea. Y'all better watch out for Miss Amanda, girl. She might steal the show. Well, no, it depends on it depends on what her runway is. <laughs> Mary, a second week in a row of a highly controversial elimination of a mandatory meeting. I thought this clip was very interesting. Obviously, the the editors set up Act One with, oh, you know, oh, she's doing great. Oh my god, she's killing this challenge, unless she has a shitty runway. And lo and behold, the judges tried to let us know that the runway wasn't very good, and that's why she was in the bottom. Yeah, think? I feel like I've checked into the Heartbreak Hotel and I'm just like, what's what's Kelly Price doing out there on the beach singing in her coat? Because, yeah, we're just losing one sweetheart after another. And I, you know, I, I knew before the episode was over, obviously, once it came down to the final two, I was like, OK, yeah, they're going to send Amanda home. And. I, you know, just accepted it because, you know, as Geneva said, this is kind of what we signed up to do. Like, we can't we we can't have the, <laughs> the Pikachu shocked face when a queen goes home. Now, can we? Because we did sign up for this 16th season, you know. Um, so there's there's you know precedent. But um, I feel like uh, watching it again, I, I still agree that if it came down to those two. Q's track record speaks for itself and she should go on. But should Amanda have been in the bottom two? I don't think so. I don't think so. That song was, the verse was so good. It was so good. And we can talk about the look. We could definitely talk about the look because, you know, we were looking at the look. So yeah. it was a look. But I, I, Mary, the, there's a lot of wrong steps, right? And I'm not just talking about cues. The 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 lip sync that was also a controversial kind of uh, decision. Um, many people are pointing to that backwards cat move oh, that Q the, the was doing ball. that wasn't yeah. actually. That's what yeah the hairball. It's yeah. what came in the mail. It's not what you ordered online. Um, and then obviously who was in the bottom two. I think that's something that we can uh, pick apart. What I do think is very interesting and certainly notable. And I believe it's something we can talk to or speak to is in, I think 16 seasons of us drag race. I cannot. And I'm sure somebody will, because there are really smart people um, out in the world Smarter than me, for sure. But I cannot recall a time 
when a queen's runway is what sent her to the bottom after having a really strong performance in the Yeah, didn't we just talk about this where you said it's there's never been a queen who like did well in the challenge but her look put her in the bottom or it was like if you do poorly in the challenge your look won't save you um i don't I, yeah yeah that's what it is it, it it the the look actually the look can save you uh it can make you safe it's not going to let you win right like they'll knock off some points maybe but like if you have a ross matthews on the panel He's going to say, and one of our Marys said this, and it's so right. He's, he'll just be like, oh, my God, it was so stupid, but I loved mm-hmm. it anyway. He's going to find some way to make sense of the runway for you so that your challenge win can be a challenge mm-hmm. win. Do I think Amanda won this week in terms of the challenge? No, I don't. The The other thing we should point to, and I forgot about this, but it's, it is important to note that they did find things about Amanda's performance to critique. They critiqued her look. They critiqued her hair, and they critiqued her, her padding. Um, I didn't notice the butt. I didn't notice the padding when I was watching it. I obviously noticed the hair a couple of times, but uh, I didn't think it was. Again, I just didn't think it was sender home worthy. But I think it's important that we also talk about the look. The look wasn't bad. The look was actually really interesting. It was an interesting idea for a pussy I liked it. I thought it was it was an interesting idea. I think to just come out in a gown and a pussycat wig, it it's like, okay, you know, all right. But I thought that like was there a pussycat wig on her head in this look? Yes. There were technically three. So did it meet the challenge? Yes. Cause if we're really gonna like nitpick, it's like I don't know. That's a weird looking cat on your head, Dawn. You know, and so it's like, and I'm not, you know, yeah. whatever. Dawn's fine, but it was just like, what do you mean she didn't interpret the challenge correctly? She's got a fucking pussy cat wig on. It, yeah, it's pussy cat wig. It was yeah. There were yeah. three of them actually. Um, and all and sorry, not for nothing, but like one of our Marys was talking about how it was a dry wig. I'm like, all of them were dry. Yeah. I don't know. Pussy got wig is kind of dry. But anyway, I digress. I for Q, Q was in the bottom and her her runway didn't save her, even though her runway was impeccable. Mm-hmm. So that means the runway wasn't it didn't have enough points. I'm surprised that Amanda's runway was so bad that it put her in the bottom, right? As if it were so many points. So it brings up a question that Sister Mary will pose to us, which is like, how much do we think the runway should count? Uh, I, you know, I, I feel like the runway matters, but like, I feel like it's fair to say that the not being able to dance matters more. Got it. I think because of the the disparity between queens' incomes and their quote unquote packages and what they bring, I think it's hard to judge the runway with that much emphasis because they're all coming from different walks of life. They're all coming with different budgets, right? So it has to there has to be some sort of individuality when judging a queen. Uh, did they make the challenge? Does it look good? Is it busted? 
I I just want to point to a winner of Drag Race season five. Jinx Monsoon developed and blossomed throughout the entire season. Do I think that's what Drag Race is now? No. I think if Jinx Monsoon were on a season now uh, and not all stars um, and was doing what she was doing in season five, I think the fans would eat her the fuck alive. I think plain Jane would eat her the fuck alive. Cause as we've said on this podcast for like, look to your left, look to your right. Um, so you do have to come knowing your shit. You do have to know, like you get maybe one pass for the makeup being too dark. Right. And then it has to get better. I look at somebody like Crystal Method. Crystal Method was a more recent queen who struggled with makeup and struggled, you know, had a nice aesthetic, but like struggled with the makeup on the show um, and still made it to the top four. So uh, <laughs> top five. Um, so uh, I, I'm, I'm, I don't think the runway should count. I just don't, or I don't think it should count for a lot. I just, I don't think that it should send somebody to the bottom. Now, listen, there are exceptions. You might be able to send a queen to the bottom if it is terrible or if it's a la la re bag look, but that would be the challenge. Never mind. I forget I said that. Um, if it if it is a terrible, terrible look, and it's just like, what is this? It's like a season three type of no, season three is a bad example. Season two type of look that they come wearing mall drag. It's just like, what are you doing here, Jeff? But uh, I don't think it should be worth a lot. I think it should be mostly the challenge. And then the runway, you just expect them to do well because they had months to prepare, right? That's where I stand on it. Um, I, again, that's coming from somebody that watches the show, not really looking at the dirty details of a runway because we don't, it's, it's not even featured that long. It's just so short. I mean, I guess unless it's like a design challenge, then in a lot of ways, like the, the main challenge is dinner and the runway is dessert. And so yeah. when you when you go out to dinner, you've got a whole spread, you've got a whole meal, you've got plates dedicated to the salad and the bread and the butter and all that. And then afterwards, there's a lovely creme brulee. There is a lovely, you know, uh, cookie cookie You know, there's a there's a nice um, mm, or a lava cake, lava cake, <gasps> a lava you pierce cake. it. And it's it's yeah. <laughs> Mix it with the ice cream. You know, God help you, you know, roll you out in a in a bag. It's. But it's this nice little thing afterwards, like, oh, that was nice. That was a nice way to end the night. But, like, you're not going to drive home and be like, you know, dinner was great, but, like, I just wish the lava was warmer. Yeah. You're just grateful for lava cake. Yeah. And sometimes, yeah, it's lava cake, and sometimes it's, like, sheet cake cut into sixteenths, you know? And you're just like, yeah, but, you know, I don't hate sheet cake, you know? Because even when it's not good, it's still cake. What's interesting about this elimination also is the trajectory of Plain Jane. I think that's an important thing to kind of note is where is the conflict with Plain Jane going to go and will it just kind of disappear so that we forget that she was kind of a cunt and then can go to the top? Who knows? Um, I don't know. I, I also think the judges and the editors had, or the producers rather, had their hands full because there were people in the challenge that did better than they thought they would. And so you have, who do you have on, on the final kind of critiques to send to the bottom? There is one person that I might've sent to the bottom before Amanda. 
Um, and again, it, it's just kind of a toss up. So here we are, uh, a mandatory meeting. I thought, you know, I thought she did fine. Sad to see her go. Am I like, am I crushed? Do I think this season is ruined? I, I think that's a little bit hyperbolic. I don't think it's ruined. Mirage, Amanda had like, I don't know. There was this mob mentality of fandom around them that I think is a little weird. So I'm just going to like, just kind of flag that and be like, all right, let's wait a minute. Let's calm down a little bit. Yes, she went home. It's fine. We didn't want her to go home. This has happened before this reality show. So uh, I just don't want it to turn into a mirage elimination, which I, I, in retrospect, seeing the aftermath of it all, I'm like, this is a lot. This is a little weird. Well, I think the other thing to keep in mind is like, this was, this was act one of the season. Yeah. And so when when the season's over, we're going to look back and be like, oh, my God, of course, they focused so much on Amanda, you know, in that early part of the season, because then she went home. And so we got the full Amanda story. And so, like, of course, everyone's invested because the show is like focused on her uh, so that we would get enough Amanda before she goes. Meanwhile, if you really think about it, like we haven't gotten really that much of morphine and we haven't really gotten that much of a lot of them where it's just like. Oh, if you, I think what we'll see is the focus is then going to shift. The show is going to open up and we're going to kind of start to see like the roles people are really playing in the cast. Now, I think to go back to that example of Jinx, you watch the early part of the season. She's a supporting character in a lot of episodes. Yeah. You know, and then she comes fully into focus. And then it, so it's like, I, it, again, this is kind of like week one with Jane when, you know, or playing, excuse me, uh, when she was being such a mean girl. Uh, it's like, well, this is early days. This is the first this first episode. They're setting something up. So I think it's going to be really interesting because I think I was I think the the plane versus Amanda situation was like, OK, enough. Like J- yeah, Jane enough. doesn't even know where to go with it anymore. You know, right. Um, so. I kind of am like, great, well, let's see where she's going to divert that energy next because she picked a low-hanging fruit. So, like, who's she going to go for now? Mm. Safira, her mother. Oh, uh. yeah. I know. I think that there is going to be some some betrayal of her mother. Yeah. Uh-huh. Some uh, Electra. Yes. I I, no, that's when... Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think that Electra is when, when she's in love with her father... Yeah, right, right. And kills right. her mother. <laughs> well, I guess, you know, yeah, well, we'll fi- maybe, yeah. It's 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 getting Greek. I know that much. Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely getting Greek. Greek. It's Greek to me. Yeah, Greek absolutely. Me. Um, Yeah, I I got to say, I'm sad that Amanda left. We'll, t- we'll get into it. We'll get into the dirty details because uh, there's a lot to say about it. Um, and, uh, I yeah, it, uh, it was a very shocking elimination because – we kind of many of us didn't agree. Now, if you are like a plain Jane or you're a fan that just was like, all right, Amanda's kind of crunchy looking. I don't get it. But yeah, you're like, OK, yeah, send her home. So I also see that perspective of like, yeah, this is what this was a, an early out. That's finally out, you know, and I mean, or earlier than maybe we thought. But out the and the all stars trajectory, like it's all there. Oh, yeah, it's all right. there for right. the glow up. She's recently come out as trans, and so she's got sort of a new identity to share. She's, you know, she's gonna, she's already a fan favorite. So, like, all of it's there to come back to All Stars and, like, tell chapter two or, like, you know, schedule a follow up meeting, so to speak, you know? For sure. Yeah. When my friend, 
my friend texted me this, but when Amanda came out as trans, it was more writing on the wall that she was going home that week. Yeah, I, I in retrospect, it was like, oh, yeah, I feel like when a queen releases a single right before the episode comes out, it's like, oh, okay, this seems like, uh, this is like your mirror message, you know? Mm. Uh, and shout out to Sister Mary Bernardo because he pointed out the poetics of Drag Race that we often talk about on this podcast. Uh, but the idea that uh, egg is a slang term for a trans person that doesn't know they're trans yet. Oh. And oh. here we have Amanda in an egg look. So, How do you like that? You know, well, there were tsunami muse also an egg. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, there were you two more know. eggs in that basket. So that seems to me like a little hint of like there's it's a bit of an Easter egg hunt, you know, uh, a sister a sister egg hunt this season. Sister egg two yeah. back in the S- nest. yeah sister yeah. egg two yeah <laughs> back on estrogen yeah I think it's yeah. <laughs> All right, Mary. Well, let's uh, tell our Marys what they are listening to. Well, they are, of course, listening to another episode of All Right, Mary. All right, Mary. All right, Mary. Which is, of course, our podcast dedicated to all things draggy, queeny, campy, and queer. I'm Johnny, and ho, ho, ho. And I'm Colin, and I'm singing a Nelson. Good for you. (laughs) Yeah, you sure are. Ugh. You sure are. <laughs> you know, I just, I just was thinking about Marla Hooch this morning. You know, mm, mm. who's gonna take well, care we... of you, cook for you? You know, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, I got a letter from Nelson. Yeah, she is. Uh, she's a, a special, a special gem. In yeah, she really is. She's you know, she is. She's kind of the Eeyore of the peaches. Interesting. You know Eeyore of that the peaches. The season 16 girls cast as League of Their Own characters. Oh my God. Plain Jane is Madonna. Yeah. I, I mean, Rosie. Oh, I can't. I can't. If I do this, we'll, I'll never. Uh, oh my we have God. To sa- we have to save this. We have to save this. We have to save this. We have I to- have to draw you. Yeah. <laughs> Oh sweetie, oh sweet, I have to save this. You know, I you know, I, I'm I'm kit under the water. <laughs> you sit get down there and cool off. Um all right, listen Mary, uh let's start our discussion with um something that I heard on the on the episode and I immediately was like, "Oh my god, this is all drag race viewers over the age of 40." Plane's such a con, but I live. <laughs> I feel like everybody over 40 is just like, oh, but we kind of love it. But everybody under 40 is like, no, she's mean. She's a bully. Yeah. It's, it, I mean, it's so interesting. I, I, I was thinking, I was, something else made me think about something similar to this this morning is that like Jane, Jane to me, there's like a certain type of gay. There's a certain type of gay that wants to be kind of like a, a little stinker, you know, like a little sassy stinker uh-huh. where it's just like, yeah. And, and like, you know, goes to brunch with all those little girlfriends and she's like, oh, hi, Ashley. And they're like, oh, my God, Jane, you're so crazy. And like, he's just the, like the sassy stinker. And I don't live for the sassy stinker. I think the <laughs> sassy, I think I'm just not into it, but it, it exists sure. and she knows she's out there. And I just think that like, it's also a little bit like of an old trope. And so I think oh, yeah. it's very familiar to like some 
other generations of gays where these younger gays are like, yeah, you're being mean, you know, like they've it, it's it's that person that's like, oh, I'm just being honest. I like I'm, I'm just brutally honest. Yeah, I'm yeah, just exactly. honest and it's fine. You know, you, you want me to lie? Um, it, it's that person often uh, has that kind of retort when they're called out for it. It's like, look, I'm just just sharing my thoughts. It's fine. You know? Yeah. Uh, like it's you all just... on you if you if you don't like it. You know? Yeah. And it's and there's a lot of like, you know, sorry, not sorry. And it's like, oh, my God. Like, there's just there's a it's so performative that it's like, no, you're being mean. Like, you are being a bitch right now. Like, you are being at the very minimum, at the bare minimum, you're being antisocial. Yeah. And I mean, we're talking about two different people, right? Because there is somebody on reality TV and we do live because we do want that on reality TV. It's entertaining. Right. And then we're also conflating that with somebody that we know in person where we're like, Oh God, we hate that you're being a mean person. What the fuck is your problem? So I do just want to make that distinction. I also think what's interesting about plain Jane is that some of the mean things that plain has said, people are like, well, yeah, that's what I think too. I just don't say it out loud or I am not, you know, bold enough to say it out loud which i think is also very interesting about uh, having plain jane as this character as this trope in the workroom because she sort of is just saying what a lot of people are thinking i feel like there are a lot of situations where it's like okay what you're bringing up you're not wrong you know but the way you're bringing it up is could be better you know what i mean but it's like at the end of the day it's like is she wrong? You know, uh, you know, could we objectively say that Amanda's makeup still needed work? Yes, absolutely. Was there a nicer way to say that? Sure. But I also, yeah, I, I think that we're kind of, a, you know, we're ready for a little bit of, a little bit of salty with the sweet. I feel like if Jane wasn't there, even I would be a little tired of the RuPaul's best friend race of it all, you know, like, Oh, sure. This yeah. is very they're, much, they're... yeah, this is an antidote to the past few seasons of that. Yeah. I think, I think we've talked about that before. I, I think it's, um, I think plain Jane is an interesting figure because we, we do get it and we're conflating it with people that we know. Uh, and I think that's all that happens, right? You have these fans that are like, oh, fuck her, fuck her, which is good for reality TV, uh, whether you like it or not. Um, and in the workroom, maybe she just doesn't have the energy to be nice about it. It does take some energy to have like patience and be nice, you know, when you don't know somebody and you're in a competition, you know, who knows what happens. Although when she was talking with Safira, it made me think, oh, uh, I guess she is like this all the time. She's kind of prickly all the time. Um, and, you know, who knows? Uh, is it something to improve? Some people would say, no, you just have to get better at dealing with her. But, um, I, yeah, uh, I, I again, making me think, making me think. Because Tsunami's not wrong. Like, oh, God, she's such an asshole. But I sort of live. Yeah, I mean, I... I think maybe as a, a bit of a tease to something well, I'm sure we'll talk about nuance, but I can't help but think, huh, plain Jane on the traitors. <laughs> Cause I watch that show now, you know, 
Oh yeah, we watched that show. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Plain Jane. Plain Jane on the traders. Plain. You know. Pe- I know people are kind of giving Plain Jane flack for like doing Jimbo. I think that they're very different. I think um, comparing Plain Jane to Jimbo is actually probably more of an insult to Jimbo. Um, yeah. It, it's. I, yeah. You know. Uh, I don't I think know. Jane or Jimbo are the first drag queens to ever play like the big, big boobed dumb slot. Like neither of them can claim like, you know, ownership of that trope. So, you know, yeah, everyone's doing a version of something. And I think there's so much there's so much more that's muted about plain Jane's drag than Jimbo's drag. Jimbo, I think, is it's just way more creative. Whereas, and we'll talk about this on nuance. Plain Jane feels a little bit more AI in terms of her aesthetic, um, so that's kind of where I am with it. But uh, it's not to say that she's not doing well. Of course, she's doing well uh, in the competition, um, and yeah, people don't—they don't like all the all the drama. And I'm just kind of like, well, then then you wouldn't have heroes if yeah. you didn't have a villain. Well, someone else who is doing very well in the competition, but not well enough, she's doing near enough, is poor Q, who in act one of this episode, I think, is getting kind of a milk in All Stars 3 edit of, like, Uh crying a lot of emotions for safe. safe. But, like, I, I can't say that I don't get it. Like, I, I think, like, yeah, you'd be grateful the fact that you're in the top every week, but I get the, like being so close and not winning it's like oh for fuck's sake like just make me safe then fuck you know forget it oh i mary i had no time for these tears i was like what are you doing oh this is insufferable (laughs) i mean i think once it went to this whole like deeper thing it was like oh I, i think this is more of like a workroom like doing our makeup moment like see this is like remember when yeah. she was crying about her grandma during the Roosies? it was like you i uh-huh. save these because you're not going to go home yet but like save these just be upset yeah. you know but save the iceberg it's interesting because you had q talking about how she always feels like she has to prove herself in that moment and then you have megami crying over the same thing uh always feeling like she has to prove herself and i had way more sympathy for Megami than Q. Uh, and I shouldn't because both have a struggle. Both have a journey. It's just at that moment with Q, it's kind of like, well, uh, you, you feel like you have to prove yourself, but like they're praising you highly on the road. Yeah. Right. Like, like, they're like, praising you. You're doing so well. These are champagne problems. Whereas like Megami yes. has, you know, the gym, gym class trauma that we've seen. We could do a whole episode oh, on like God. Queens traumatized by gym class yes. being reactivated in the workroom. Like it's so, it's so interesting how that happens. I mean, like it's, I mean, it's, it's a familiar thing. Like I, I know the nerve that's being hit from Megami. It's such like a good wow. running theme for a lot oh, of yeah. us, for a lot of the people on the show. Um, but there's something about it where it's like, I know there's folks like Bianca who are like, oh, can it, queen? I don't want to hear it, see you crying. But like, I sure, I get that. But I just think it's really interesting how it's like, yeah, there it is. There's that thing. That's what makes Drag Race interesting is because it's like, then you have these people on the show who've got that raw nerve that so many of us are sitting at home with. And I I think it's just a, it's a, a nuance that makes a show more than just a competition. I think you just doesn't see that she just has to stay strong because this isn't her act. She, her act is in act two or act three, right? Yeah. 
Um, so, and yeah, she's just, she's, she's in her head and she needs to get out of it. Uh, and that's, that's kind of what I think all these emotions were is that she, she's not seeing the bigger picture here. Yeah. Um, well, I'm ready to move on to it. This new day in the workroom, uh, uh, when Rue is pushing his book, he's pushing that book. I think they put a QR code on the screen. So I got my phone out. Let me tell you what. It opened it up in Safari. I knew it was legit. <laughs> this, uh, I feel like this was a maxi challenge. Or am I confusing it with the magazines? But I feel like, no, it was a book challenge in yeah. season two. And yeah. then they had to plug them. And then Jessica Wilde got yelled at in the limo by Jeffrey Moran. Yes, exactly. Yeah, because this was part of the challenge. And then they had to you know, push the drink. I love this drink. Yes. And of course, yeah, Jeffrey oh, did not drink. like that. Um, you know, the thing about these, because it was, it was the same back in season three, but back then it was, you know, it was a long time ago. But it continues on that, like, whatever the end result of these photo shoots are, are just, they're just like a nightmare in desktop publishing. Like, they're just awful. Like, and it's not even on purpose, I think. They're just someone with absolutely zero design skills it's like oh i'll do the covers yeah no worries i i've got um i got microsoft paint so i'll used to use the word art i can just use yeah i'll use word i'll just make it in word i'll use notepad you're talking about the person doing this for drag race yes the person doing this for drag race these covers are so bad they're consistently oh, but it's so camp it but i feel like that's what they were I feel like this is a this is a brand of uh, not a brand uh, a genre of of books that are just they're just produced terribly. I just wish right? it was a better rip off of that because it just looks oh. it just and and this is consistent the the graphic design skills to support drag race challenges are consistently like remedial. <laughs> All right, plain Jane. Listen, I took a desktop <laughs> publishing class in high school. I had to put together a whole project with some other poor kid who got stuck with me. And we put together all of these marketing materials for a fake candy company called Moveless Milk Chocolate. So eat it. Uh, we did the same in eighth grade. Uh, we had to market these uh, treats that we made. You had to like make desserts Ooh. and we made we made sweet clouds oh sweet gross clouds. what's that was it like egg whites and sugar no it was peanut butter cookies with uh hershey's kiss in the middle oh those 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 so i used because there was a kid i went to school with i won't i won't dox him he was crazy his name was john no relation um but he was a friend of mine for a number of years and whenever it was his birthday his mom would make those cookies so i just called them john cookies but those oh. peanut butter blossoms peanut butter blossoms is what people yes call them. peanut butter blossoms yeah well we 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 came up with we came up with that idea <laughs> so that's where oh so that's where john's mom got it from was that's from ridgewood right. okay that's right wow. oh way to dox me mary all right mary oh please <laughs> you haven't that out you haven't lived there and we've talked oh please. and ho 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 and ho 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 <laughs> let me tell you something uh, uh well mary i i have to say maya's catwoman the angry puss how did that not win? That was the funniest fucking cover I have ever seen. 
I, I, you know, Helen Hunt, okay. I thought it was fine. I thought she was fine. I was happy to see her coming out of her what? shell. Maya and the Catwoman, okay. Oh I mean. Oh, my God. It was so good. <laughs> it was so bad. I loved it. it. Was, I was going to text it to you right now. That's how much I loved it because I took a screenshot. I just, I wish just that, love it. I just wish someone said, oh, this is going to be a Maya Amon LePage Turner. Nobody. <laughs> nobody. Nobody. I'm alone. Oh, my God. I thought it was so good. And and at the bottom of the book, it says, Bonkers, the Lake Titicaca Tribune. <laughs> All right. Hold on. Did you send it to me? My phone's like, do not disturb, because <laughs> I don't want to get disturbed by things like this. Maya Amon uh, LePage Bonkers. <laughs> Angry. But see, look how bad this graphic design is. It looked like this. This looks like an episode. This looks like a B-roll from Quantum Leap. Um <laughs> I mean, her face does look, she looks terrified. Oh my God, it's so funny. And it's called Angry Puss. Anyway, uh, it doesn't matter who wins these. Um, I'm glad and sad that this was not a maxi challenge. I think if it was a maxi challenge, I'd probably be a little bit more, I'd, I'd probably be a little bored, right? There's too many of them. Yeah, I you know, I, I kind of like these like each, I, I can get like the magazine challenge from season. Like I can get into that, like that sort of challenge. But yeah. Um. But I I also like it as just kind of like an appetizer. If we're gonna continue mm. the idea, this is a dinner. Um. I of course appreciated that Safira's slew feet got another mention. Mm -hmm. Rue loves mm -hmm. those slew feet. Loves them. It's gonna make her go to the end. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. And then I think it's worth you know, I don't. The the debate's still out on who originated the quote. If we don't make these references, we lose these references. But I'm standing by it. Is it still out? I don't think it was ever still out. There, okay. I, that I <laughs> that I well, listen. Show me the receipts. No one has brought a receipt that I did not bring that quote to the table myself. Um, and I don't care. I just you know if it's to be questioned. But that's not what the point of this this tangent is. RuPaul makes a Nancy Kerrigan reference, and there's just yeah. I was thinking last week how people were like, oh, who cares RuPaul and all your like old share references? Sorry, we don't know all your old share references. But I was like, you're on her show. And she, if you don't get the joke, you look it up. And I just love that yeah. RuPaul will consistently make only references that RuPaul gets. Mm. Well, the Nancy Kerrigan one is a great one. I mean, that whole debate, that the the. I mean, where is Ryan Murphy's feud on that? Jesus fucking Christ. I know. Like, whoever, I mean, Ugh. obviously, Margot Robbie is, is uh, Tanya is uh, beautiful. <laughs> but iconic. Like, yes. Yeah, iconic. But it's like, whoever gets to play that role, like, Ugh. that's, it's kind of like, whatever happened to Baby Jane, like, you want to be the Betty Davis role, not the Joan Crawford role. Correct. Yes. Yeah. You want to be that. Husky girl from Portland. Yeah. Oh, Ooh. yeah. Skating in the mall, you know? Mm. Uh, you know, it's worth noting Plasma looked like Jinx Monsoon. Yeah. I, I mean, not the first time, you know? <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Uh, well, well, listen, you know, obviously, Safira wins. We get uh, split up into three girl groups. That's what causes the tears from Megami later. I thought that the picking of these teams was very interesting to me um, because if I was Safira, I don't know why Dawn would be first. Yes. I think that that was an interesting choice. I think that, cause like we've seen Dawn perform and they were on the same 
opening, right? In any event, Dawn Dawn is certainly yes. an interesting performer, but she's she's not a singer. Like she's kind of a Rex Harrison kind of singer, you know? She Rex Harrison's it through this challenge this week, you know? <laughs> well, uh, I have more to say about Dawn. Uh and it's not about breaking the dawn. Oh, is it? I... Okay. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't know why Safira would pick her first. That was just an interesting choice. I get maybe why she didn't pick Amanda first. Because um, she, maybe right. she didn't know uh, about Amanda's kind of experience. But just an interesting choice. Yeah. Um, otherwise, you know, uh, I, that was uh, everything else wasn't very notable to me. Um, nobody did any of... Nobody... Jane being last, I thought was interesting. But yeah. Um, nobody really did, uh, you know, uh, Calorie Carp Dash and Williams. Yeehaw! You know? Oh, God. No, so, I always have to hold my breath. Oh. Yeah. I kind of loved when once Amanda got picked and then she was in the talking head, she's like, ooh, I'm going to eat. And then she goes, do, 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 do. And like mimics eating. Like, sometimes I don't like when somebody does that, but if it's Amanda, it's like, all right. I mean, you're a fun babysitter. You can do it. She is a fun babysitter. She brings the Barbies. And a she tote does. Bag. She does bring the Barbies yeah. in a tote bag, and she's like, "Yeah, I don't care. You know, do whatever you want." Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, you know, I I think it's worth noting, you know, indeed that the the Eeyore of drag was last picked, and I thought, oof, <laughs> really reinforcing, really reinforcing things here. <laughs> Not helping. Um, so. Oh, well, listen, I, I want to just stop. We don't have to talk about it for very long, but I we do have to just stop and reflect. RuPaul is still releasing and recording music. I it It's pretty outstanding, actually. I mean, I'll say this, you know, I of the three songs that are apparently new, uh, because, you know, RuPaul also, you know, she stays within her wheelhouse, you know, and. I've heard ASMR Lover before because I think maybe it was the last finale. Um, those backup dancers just go ham for ASMR yeah. Lover. They go ham. It's too much. It's so violent. But the other two songs I had not heard until this episode. And I think like Courage to Love, I was like, this has a nice like 90s flavor to it. I, this is not half bad. And I think that's the other part of it. It's like some of Rue's music, I'm like – all right, whatever, like, this is just, like, a generic chicken sandwich. But, like, every once in a while, it's like, oh, that had a nice flavor to it. I don't hate this. I feel like I'm supposed to hate this. Listen, I I really loved Mamaru, uh, the album that came out a couple years ago. I don't know what Black Butter is. Uh, apparently, that's her new album that hasn't dropped yet. Because the one that dropped this year is Essential Volume 3. Um, oh no, there's Black Butter. Oh, sorry, that was last year. Oh my god, I'm so stupid. I'm looking at this now. Yes, ASMR Lover, Cake and Candy. Oh, it's the one oh. with Cake and Candy on it. Oh, Cake and oh, Candy, Candy, wait. Candy. Stop. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, no, but I loved uh, Mama Roo. That's the one with Just What They Want and uh, the one with, uh, oh, uh, Catwalk. Um, and blame it on the edit when that came out. Uh, and I think oh, they did yeah. that for Sasha Colby's finale, finale yep. song. Um, or for the, yeah, the last uh, episode. Yeah. Yeah. But black, but, uh, uh, ASMR lover, I think, uh, I don't know. That's the only one I knew. The other ones I was like, Oh, are those new? So to your point, 
<laughs> yeah, and it, those could have been ten, from 10 years ago. And, like, the reality is, at this point, if Rue wants to make music for fun or for his own show, that works for me because I feel like, much like Dita Ritz killing the This Will Be lip sync, Sissy That Walk, you could rest in those laurels for the rest of your life because no one's going to tell me that's not a great song. Right. Yeah, no, Sissy That Walk is a really great song. Um, yeah. I also think I think uh, Jealous of My Boogie is a good song. I think uh, I love, and we've talked about this, but I love Adrenaline. Oh, uh, Adrenaline's great. Adrenaline needs to be a runway song. Like, I don't understand what all this, you know, uh, Out of Love is or whatever that song is. Enough of that one. <laughs> well, anyway, we get, um, we get a songwriting segment. Um, I feel like I feel like the songwriting segment was really long um and i was like oh they're they're still not rehearsing uh they're still writing lyrics yeah um, watching people write was, lyrics yeah. yeah i was just like this isn't that interesting but we did get uh q we got q set up um about like oh no i'm a good singer and i'm a good songwriter i'm just not a good dancer and we got this great clip and i created a new one I'm not a dancer, but I'm a great singer. I can write a verse. I want to show that I don't have to cackada cackada five, six, seven, eight. And you had ho, ho, ho. It, Danita, it's Christmas. <laughs> you know, I, I can't just do the cackity cackada five, six, seven, eight, and you a ho, ho, ho. <laughs> Checking lists and everything. I don't know. When she said that, I immediately, maybe it's because we've been talking about Danita a lot, but. Um, I that's exactly where my mind went. I'm like, oh, cackity cack and a five, six, seven, eight and a ho, ho, ho. And a ho, ho, ho. <laughs> I love Danita. I, I love that some Mary's maybe we talked about <sighs> it on on nuance, but I love that some Mary's yes. like validated the existence of Danita and those other that one in the red sweater, the way that she like oh, she her. rallies oh, them. She because she sees what oh, happens immediately. Yeah. And yep. she rallies them. And then the yep. way that she crosses her arms and it's like, oh, I love this. But Danita, uh, we have no, to talk about that on, on only, I know. only We'll talk about that. Only I know. I sure. just yeah. love Danita. So I feel so safe yes. with her. Yeah. Yes. No, I know. Uh, North Philly, right? Yeah. Uh, Northwest Chester. Yeah. <laughs> I love her, too. I love her, too. Northwest uh, Chester. Oh, I just I love it. Anyway, uh, yeah, so uh, we get like um, we get Megami crying, obviously, um, and Nymphia doing this like I'm unfocused kind of storyline. Um, I I did think we keep getting shown plasma, which I think is notable. Um, plasma's edit is so fascinating to me because it's clear that she's really fucking talented, like she's really good, and. RuPaul is having none of it. RuPaul oh. is like, yeah, she's really good. There's a you and I both know there's a moment later this episode. Oh, they, I can't wait to talk. Yeah, about it. yeah where Ru is having zero point zero of it, of it, just none of it. But we get these little things, you know, these these Laduca like moments when Plasma was like, well, I'd love a big vocal moment, you know. It's just like, oh yeah. I, as a singer, as I what, can't wait to make really great music. And yeah. it, but it's that thing of like, but as a singer, you know, it's like, uh -huh. oh, right. boy. Yeah, she does that. She's voice. always got to put too much Zatarans on it, you know? Yeah, you know, I know this girl. I know these mm -hmm. musical theater girls. And, I do too. And, and the, I don't know. They're sweet little babies. They're, they're so excited. They're just nerdy. 
like they're nerding out. I also have to, I yeah, I also have to note that that like this is like a a sweet little baby that is just so excited about her craft, and that this is uh, this is just how she acts around it. So I, I'm trying my best to like, I don't know, still love little Plasma who's crying about telling her mom. Well, of course, because it's like okay. So what you what we've got here is a musical theater Barbara loving drag queen, and your issue is oh she's a little too performative. Tone it down a little. Where is this coming from? Like I know. Listen, let you know, like that movie with Helen Hunt from the nine, not Helen Hunt, Holly Hunter from the nineties. Live out loud. You know what I mean? Remember that movie, Living Out Loud. I remember the tra- the commercial for that all the time. It was always Holly Hunter like feeling feelings in an elevator with Danny DeVito. I have no idea what that movie's about. Well, listen, Plasma, her storyline sort of continues because then we get this like, I don't know, this boot camp Plasma, uh, dance the shit out of it type of girl um, uh, teaching all of the, the movement during the choreography section. And uh, yeah, I mean, she is intense. She is um, Anna Kendrick in the movie camp you know yes. what i mean like she's just mm-hmm. she's intense they, these are she's serious queen serious queen yeah i you know i think you know once we get to the the choreography obviously like i will insert the Kristen mcminimum you know i i couldn't even take notes i was just like uh, i couldn't even take any notes because i was like uh. question unrelated question plain jane says that Megami looks like she's a child lost in the mall looking for her mom. So naturally, I have to ask the question, as we both grew up in New Jersey, have you ever gotten lost in the mall as a child? Okay, so I've not, I don't think I've ever gotten lost in the mall as a child. I'm trying, I'm like really thinking back of not being able to find, oh God, has that happened to me? where I couldn't find someone and I kind of freaked out. I think that has happened to me, but like very young, but, and maybe in the supermarket, not in, not in the mall. Yeah. The mall is kind of like, you're in the ocean. Like I am not letting go of the tether in the mall, but a Toys R Us, it's like a wave pool at action park. Oops. Suddenly I'm two, two aisles away. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, one time, this is a weird memory that I don't think I've ever told anybody, so I'm going to tell everybody now on this podcast, including you. I was at the mall with my mom, and it was, and I don't, I'm not afraid, it was the Woodbridge Woodbridge Center. And so if this was you, I saw this happen to you many years ago. There was this little girl walking with her mom, and in the Woodbridge Center mall, there's these big round pillars. And... And I don't and I don't remember the whole situation. I just remember I was like watching this girl walking with her mom and this girl was not looking where she was going. And I was like watching from afar and I was like, I think she's going to run right into one of those pillars. And I was like RuPaul watching that person drown in the Hudson. I was like, I'll say a prayer for you, honey. Um, And I just kept watching. And sure enough, that little girl slammed right into that pillar and started crying. And I was like, I knew it. I knew it was going to happen. And that point I was like. Let's just go to the Imaginarium and pretend this never happened. Wow. You yeah. know, very recently I was at a gig uh, at the New York Public Library. It was like an open house. So there's yeah. like lots of people walking around. Shh. Yeah. And there was a child that started crying. And some security guard went over and was like, oh, you can't, you need some help. Uh, and, you know, obviously I just, 
I looked and then I was like, okay, kid has an adult now. There's it's fine. Um, but yeah, I don't think, I don't think I've ever witnessed it otherwise. A mall is, oh God, you lose your kid at a mall. What were you doing? Oh my God. All of a sudden it's like that movie, the deep end of the ocean with Michelle Pfeiffer. Oh my God. You're referencing that movie. Of Of course course I know that movie. That commercial Uh. is, is like formative for me. Oh, I've never actually seen the movie. I've only seen the commercial. Oh, you haven't seen it. I've seen parts of it. You know, a big Treat Williams head. So I like to see everything Treat he's in. Treat Williams? Is he, he he's in he's it? He's the dad. Yeah, he plays the dad. Oh, that's his name. Okay. And Whoopi's in it. Yeah. Well, it's, you know, it's right in the pocket there. It's in the 90s. Yeah. Uh, what was that? 98, 97? Nin- probably like 97. That. Yeah. Um, I would see that movie. Um, we should put that on the list. Oh, Mary. It's, yeah, that, that movie's heavy. Yeah. yeah. Shelly. She gets into it, you know. Yeah, may, I'll never, you're never going to lose me at the mall, I'll tell you that much. Not after seeing that movie, or the trailer oh. for it, at least. Uh, anyway, Q is also, you know, they, they're setting up that Q isn't going to be good at this challenge. Um, all the girls are kind of making fun of her. She's walking like a robot. Uh, my favorite comment was, Frankenstein, bitch. Uh, I thought it was just so brilliant. Um, but I, for the top model fans out there, I likened this walk to season 10 Lauren the same walk it's uh just kind of like frozen arms very kind of awkward um way to walk forward uh and they look exactly the same I really I really wanted Lauren to win that season but then what was it Ashalea Ashalea won that shut up (laughs) yeah remember because I think it was like down like Ashalea Vanessa and Taylor listen Listen, season 10 was a very controversial season because Whitney was on that season. Whitney, oh, she came back. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Whitney was, not was, uh, Whitney is a plus-sized queen, um, queen contestant, model, and um, apparently she was... She She's was not that little. <laughs> she was approached by the producers of that show um, and said, hey... Will you gain 15 or 20 pounds uh, and we'll cast you on the show? We think you'd be great as uh, a plus size model if you gain 20 pounds and we'll guarantee you a spot in the finale. And so you have this Whitney and like she's not that great throughout the season. She's really kind of offensive with some of the other girls. Um, She's pretty prickly. But lo and behold, she gets to the finale and spoiler alert. She wins. Oh, and I think I did. Lauren know that. is on that season. Oh, yeah. so Ashley went home early. I think Shut maybe she up. maybe she was on season eleven. Anyway, uh, Vanessa, let's talk about the workroom, shall we? Uh, yeah. Okay. So I, you know, I do just want to mention in the um, sort of game of telephone of RuPaul's Drag Race references, the I can't wait to see how this turns out between Jane and Plasma. It felt like, oh, this is like when a movie character eventually becomes like a Happy Meal toy. Like, okay. Um, But anyway, interpret that as you will. So we get to the Elimination Day workroom. Okay, I brought this up last week, and I'm bringing it up again, and maybe I'll post it on Instagram. I have strong feelings about Geneva and Half Drag. That that yassified Anthony Soprano that she does in Uh Half Drag needs to be recognized. It, it you're absolutely right there is 
this sort of mob boss to her. I feel like there's um, what's her face from New Jersey that always reads mob boss, but isn't a real mob boss. Carolyn. I feel like there's a Carolyn quality to Geneva. Carolyn. What her name is. Carolyn. She's like, if you, uh, my, no, me and my family were thick oh, thieves. Caroline and we'll Manso. protect each other to the very end. Yeah, yeah that's the thing about thing. me and my family, we're thick as thieves. We're thick as thieves. Caroline yeah. Manzo, yeah. You know, if you look at her now, she looks like the kid from Two and a Half Men. Oh, I don't know Two and a Half Men. You don't have to. Uh, this is more of a, this is like a, a, a take-home project for anybody listening. If you look up Caroline Manzo and the kid from Two and a Half Men, I'm telling you. Listen, it is what it is. Just look at them. Uh, any other thoughts on this workroom? Um, you know, obviously, this is we get the the Q versus Plain Jane versus Amanda. And I felt like, you know, the trailer or the, the preview for this episode when Q, you know, Plain, try again, like my grandfather, you know, Connor, Caitlin, Colin, um, when Amanda was like, why are you such a cunt? And we all thought, oh, you know, get her, get her. And then it, it didn't really go anywhere because I think yeah. – Jane is running out of like yes ands to this like I hate Amanda improv that she's doing. Yeah, her retort was it was just some fun shade girl, relax. Cut yeah. to her confessional. Yeah, I was a bitch to Amanda. Did I mean what I said? Yes. But how right. can we move forward? Um yeah, I I think Plain knew that Amanda was going home before everybody else did. Right. I I felt like there was also that of like, you know what? Let's just let's just put a bow on this, and because uh, you know it's going in the mail soon. So, uh, and yes, we saw Safira try to like help Jane, you know, uh, touch down and get a hap- a friendlier edit in Act Two of this season. We'll see what happens. Yeah, it's interesting because I was like, oh, that's so nice. Yes, Safira's mother. But then on second watch, the way that Plane says it, I'm also kind of like, oh, does Plane kind of hate that Safira's mother? Like, oh, okay, yeah, Safira's mother. Oh, yeah. And and I'm just like, oh, okay, all right, fuck you then. (laughs) Yeah, no, she hates it. This is not what she wants, no. Um a nuance to point out at this part of the episode is during this scene where between her and Safira, there's a couple of talking heads that cut back to Jane and it's totally different hairstyles, totally different. It's like she got a full on fucking haircut. It is insane. I don't know what it is, but I was like, whoa, who were, when did that, when did that talking head happen? And then it like cuts back again to the old, you know, the usual look. It's jarring mm, and i'll right. i I'll, did not notice it, i'll have to check it out yeah i'll i'll see if i can do a little i'll take a picture of my computer you know it's so hard to get screenshots these days oh yeah they block them yeah block everything um well listen i i appreciated how safira just kind of approached the situation it was just like very gently it wasn't as critical it was just like questioning um and i i i get it uh this is this is adult in the room behavior, and I appreciate it. Hmm. I mean, also, yeah, I am, I am so much team Safira in so many ways. I think she is yeah. just like, oh, I just think she's great. I think she's great reality TV. She's great talking heads. She's hmm. you know beautiful in and out of drag. She's funny. She's talented. Confidence plus competence. I just. Safira, like Elena Evangelista. Yeah, you know, she walked out there in a diaper. I it I just. Oh, I just think that's Sophia Christelle. She's from Philly. She's part of the Philly Foxes. 
Yeah, the Philly Foxes. She, uh, her retort to Plain Jane, I thought was brilliant. I feel like she is around Plain Jane, and she's like, "Oh, I've seen this before." So you know, Plain Jane is like, "Oh, I get that, mother. Put me in my place, spank my ass," and she, without missing a beat, she's like, "That's later." And I'm just yeah. like, "Ugh." Well, Saphir is still good at this. She's she's two slew feet ahead of a plain Jane. Sure is. You know, sure uh, is. she's way ahead of plain Jane on this. She's like, I know what's going on here. I'm not, I'm not fooled. I'm just, I'm gonna leave dinner out for you. If you want to eat it, you can eat it. Oh, okay. Well, love it. Love her. Yeah. She'll, yeah. yeah. If you want to heat it up, you could just heat it up. Just, just heat it up. That. Yeah. Just put. Just nuke it for like 45 seconds. It'll be good. Just till yeah. it's not cold in the middle anymore. You know. Well, we get the runway finally. Um, I feel like it took forever to get there. Um, yeah. Also, in our discussion, we're an hour in, and we're finally talking about the challenge. I know. Um, although we did open with the challenge a little bit. Um, I got to say, Mary, I would have put, based on the runway and the challenge, hang me by my thumbs, kill me, uh, you know, put the swords against me, whatever. Put Dawn in the bottom here. Dawn didn't do very well this week. You know, so yes, because the first group, obviously, and you know, Iconopop is here as a guest. I don't, I don't have much to say about Iconopop. They make very good lip sync songs. Um, yeah. Didn't have much to say as guests. I don't, I don't know. I think one of them really speaks for both of them. So they kind of had one and a half guests. Um, but in two that. Two and a half men. <laughs> yeah, there, there was two and a half men with Caroline Manzo and one and a half guests with Iconopop. Okay. <laughs> yes, <honey. laughs> thank you. Because now it okay was just like it's a pair of twins. Okay was the first one to come out of the womb, but yes, Henny is now. It has to be okay. Yes, Henny. Here it is. Okay. Yes, Henny. <laughs> yeah, it's it's got to be. They're a package duo. Yeah. Love it. So okay, uh, in Star Baby. To go back to your point, Q. I don't care about the choreography. I don't even care about the look. I thought that the singing was great. Safira knocks it out of the park, did some rapping and yep. some singing. I mean, ah, yep. oh, she's incredible. And then uh, and Morphine. Morphine was great. Morphine is really growing on me as like, I just, I'm starting to really enjoy Morphine. I'm starting to feel it. Uh, but then in comparison, Dawn's, you know, Dawn's Rex Harrisoning of it I'm I'm a little tired of already from her talent show. And it's like that was episodes ago. But I enough mm. of this, like, and I am Dawn and you're on the Dawn show and I'm from Brooklyn and I'm an alien. I'm Dawn. You know, like, oh my God, enough. Like what else? You know, got them ears on, you know? Got the, well, she definitely has those ears on and she's not taking them off. No, greetings, um, Earthlings. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know, her runway, oh God, her runway is just like so busy. And I thought it was bad. I was just like, this is busy in a bad way. There, I don't, I don't think it's focused. I didn't think it was that good looking. You know, I less is more sometimes. Not all the time because it's a drag show, but uh, there's too much of the wrong thing. Um, I didn't mind the bowl cut. Sure, okay, fine. Fuck with the pussycat wig kind of idea. Do the bowl cut. Do the ears. But then the garment, I was just like, this could be anything. And it's bad. It looks, it, it just looks bad. Um, and, I, you know, if we're sending girls to the bottom based on their looks and their mediocre performances, send Dawn to the bottom. There, I've said it. There, now you've said it. You broke the motherfucking Dawn. You know, <laughs> you literally broke the motherfucking Dawn. Um, 
So, <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes, yes, Annie. Annie. <laughs> um, I hear you. I think that I think that Act Two of this season there will be a wake up call for Dawn. There will be a a, a six a.m. call for Dawn. <laughs> To wake up. It'll be Dawn's Twilight, you mean? Yes, it's good. Yeah, I think so. I think there's going to be an eclipse. I think she's being eclipsed, okay? You know? Um, I appreciate there's a certain interesting, like, uh, aesthetic, but I think it's like the more you look at it, the more it's like, oh, is this, this is work? Is this, is it? I think she's the kind of, like, I think all a lot of her looks this season, it's like the more you look at them, the more it's like, huh, did I like that actually? Mm. Um, did I like it because it was different or did I like it because it was great? Right. And I think it's just like, maybe I'm just liking it cause it's different. But if I really liked, if I took the ears off and took the, the color off, like the crazy makeup off, it's like ears on. Yeah. Yeah. If you got those ears off, like, am I Rears getting, am I getting a little bit of like, you know, goodwill, uh, donation mm. box, you know? Mm. Well, yeah, QDSMR, whatever. Uh, yeah, was, QDMSR lover. Yeah, it was fine. Um, I, you know, Q, Q was very distracting. Uh, and they set they set it up that way. So how could I not be distracted? Um, and I'll just say that. But yeah, Q is certainly the worst in this group. Um, and 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 Don, um, I think for sure, Q was the voice was fine. They they auto tuned her voice so much. That yeah, I was like, did. oh, is this bad? Yeah. So I don't well, know about that. One question I have, you know, we learned people, or people educate us about, you know, dance. Cause I don't, you know, I, I got a couple of slew feet myself. And so apparently, and so I learned new things about like the crybaby. I would like to know what the formal term is for what I call the Aunt Viv handlebars. You know when they do you mean from Aunt Viv from uh, from Fresh Prince, we call it? yeah, yeah Fresh Prince. When, from oh, that I dance scene. Oh. So what are the elbowy Aunt Viv handlebars? What is because yeah. that's that's become real a real jealous. that's a real staple. Yeah. I've seen that you know yeah, over and over. Move. Yeah, it's a great move. Uh, well, listen, Courage to Love. What are the, what were they? The Lover Girls. The stupid. Name. Sure. Um, yeah. Uh, this was. I, I had no notes for this one really, except for Amanda's hair. Um, I, I don't think that she had more trouble than Q. I'll say that. Um, uh, but yeah, plasma verse was fucking great. Mary. I, I thought all of them were, were great. I thought Amanda, I saw her hair in her face once and I was like, you know, if we're taking points off for your hair in your face, it's like Sia had a whole career with hair right. over her eyes. Cause she's got those crazy eyes. Apparently Janice Joplin hair in her face. You know, yeah, this is yeah, but this is different. It I'm looks just like saying, a mistake. I'm yeah. just saying, right. it's just like, oh, right. uh, so you got a little hair in your face. Who hasn't? Have you ever seen Tori Amos play two pianos? You got hair in hey, your face, Mary. I'm with you. I'm with you. I also think that we're a little blinded by how much we enjoyed a mandatory meeting on the show. So I, I am. I, I'm nothing if not wildly subjective. I, you know, yep. that's I didn't yep. come here Absolutely. to talk about how other people feel. Um, that's right. So that brings us to uh, ASMR lover. Mm, um, thick and stick. Yeah. Thick and stick. You know, I, I do appreciate the lyric of, you know, move away or Miss Carr will run you over. Mm. That's fair. <laughs> this song is perfect for legography, Mary. Did you like feel that? 
Oh, I mean, we don't get enough legography these days. We don't. Yeah. No, we don't. Um, we don't. The last time we got the best, the best legography where we noticed it the most was during um, what's that? Uh, 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 oh, um, bye bye. Um, yeah, break up. Bye bye. UK break up. Mm-hmm. Bye bye from UK season one. Uh, that has the best. It's um, Davina DeCampo's group. That has the best example of legography, if Mary's, if you're looking for what we're talking about. But I feel like ASMR Lover is uh, chef's kiss for it. Um, this song, I think, worked the best for a girl group. And Mary, listen, we can say what we want about Maya, uh, Amon LePage. Bonkers. She killed this challenge. I mean... She, uh, yes, bonkers. Bonkers, right. yeah. Bonkers. Yeah, she killed this challenge, Mary. She killed it. I think, you know, I feel like, I think one of our Marys pointed this out, is like this very much feels like Maya would probably go home soon, but they wanted uh-huh. to at least like recognize like, oh, here, here's a here's a, a shared win for what you're kind of known for. Granted, they sent Amanda for home for what she's known for, but what are you going to do? I, f- I just feel like, yeah, uh, Maya did a great job. She was very much in her element, but I don't see this as like oh we got a whole new maya in this competition you're right i, I think we're gonna go right back to um, one word answers yeah yes. exactly right right, right 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 well i gotta say this was uh, i thought she killed this challenge i thought on first watch i was like oh okay i wasn't ex- i was thought this was gonna be bad and then i had to watch it again and i'm just like oh shit even megami was great like these verses were were like surprisingly interesting in rhythmically and lyrically. Um, You had the subtitles part with Geneva. I think if there's anybody else that kind of like struggled the most in this challenge, I would say for me, it was Geneva because of her runway. Um, She was kind of like the lowest scoring, Um, but apparently Nymphia didn't even really write her verse. Uh, It was mostly done by Megami. Um, And, you know, I, I, I you got to respect all of that, that the that Megami kind of took over editing all the lyrics for Geneva and for uh, for Nymphia. And then, you know, the, the looks were all put together. Somebody posted on Twitter that clip of Coco Montrese in Untucked talking about it, um, uh, you know, talking about like, well, if you if you were smart, you'd have her do the look, you know, Roxy do the look because she's always mm-hmm. got her mug together. You have her because she's a trained dancer. She teaches dance. She does all the choreography. And then when we get to the end, when they get to the critique and you win, you say, I was the captain of the challenge, right? Isn't that what she says? Uh, oh, God, it's such a great clip. Uh, I'm really fucking up the quote, though. I um, That, I, I mean, I agree with her logic. I can say that. I certainly agree with that logic. I, you know, yeah, I think there were some people who were like, I don't know why this group won. And I think it's because partially, you know, in the way that we're very subjective about Amanda, I think a lot of people see most of the queens in this group as like, oh, y'all should be early outs. Y'all right. are classic early outs. Like, you're too quiet. Right. You've been in the bottom. You don't uh-huh. have confidence. Nymphia, you're safe. <laughs> Nymphia yeah. carried them, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, <laughs> no, it's just because your expectation is like, oh, those queens should go home early because they just, they're filler, you know? And right, so right. I am like, I'm just challenging the point of view of like, maybe there's some sub- subjectivity because most of those queens have been reading as earlier outs based on other mm. things we've seen. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I was impressed. Uh, I thought they did really well. Um, and I, it was obviously the best one. 
in my mind. Yeah. Uh, it was the best one. So, and I would say in uh, general, all of them were no one was terrible. No one was no, a no one was a no. dud. All of them were good. All of them were good. They I, were all fine. Yeah, Ugh, I, I hate the girl group challenge. I went on a rant about this on uh, Patreon when we were doing the girl group challenge for UK. I'm just I'm over this challenge. I don't think this challenge works anymore. So uh, I but I don't want to I don't want to resurrect all those thoughts because it was a rant. Well, if you really want to hear it, folks, you can join us on Patreon. But you're not going to hear it here. You're not going to hear me. Not going to hear me. I'm the wrong one for you, little girl. Um, so we get to, you know, I don't know. I don't know if you have a thought on this, but I did write down if if it were me, if I were on the show, what would I do for the Pussycat Runway? Um, do you have a thought of what you would do? No. So I think that I would come out as Linda Ellerby. And I would have like a green cable knit sweater and like carpenter jeans and her little short hair. And I'd go home, but I'd go home, you know, I would be like, (laughs) who, what, when, where, and why, you know, brilliant. I'm I'm bringing the Nick news W five over here and you're giving me, you know, uh, you're giving me the, you're giving me the boot. You know, what am I roundhouse? You know, now that I'm thinking of it, doesn't uh, Breathless Maloney um, or Mahoney um, in Dick Tracy have a pussycat wig? Is that considered a pussycat wig or is that more like a bob? I, I don't um, know. All I know is Alexis Michelle clutching her hair. Well, and yeah, I know she's amazing at that. Oh, so if it's so that, bad. that's probably so not a pussycat wig. You know? Okay, not a pussycat wig. Right. Okay. Uh, um, I'm trying to think of like pussycat icons. Pussycat wig icons. The thing is, what's confusing about this challenge is like, were you supposed to be, was it supposed to be cat themed or pussycat themed? I think I it, think it's creative to not, to get away from the cat. Yeah. Oh yeah. I think it's creative to get away from the cat and, and just think about, okay, what, how to use this look right. Like I would probably actually, if my Linda Ellerby look didn't come together, I would probably do like some really sexy bus driver because they call it like a bus driver wig. Oh, I see. Okay. Well, uh, you know, maybe I would come out as Trinity K. Bonet uh, as the crossing guard. Oh, you got to, you know, save them kids, you know? Yeah. 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 Protect those. Protect. What is What did her sign say? Protect those kids. (laughs) Protect them kids. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh, Well, listen, I. This runway was fine, and then Nymphia came out. So that's honestly that's like my only thoughts on this uh, runway in general. Um, you know, Morphine was a creative look. Q looked great. Safira was camp. It was fabulous. Dawn, I hated it. Um, Plasma, it was you know it was an interesting look. And then Amanda's, I thought was really creative. Um, Tsunami looked fucking brilliant. Reminded me of April Carry On. And then. Um, plain Jane was like, okay, uh, but Mary, Nymphia, girl. <sighs> yeah, Raise the Red Lantern, you know? Uh, did you ever see that movie, Raise the Red Lantern? I haven't seen it in such a long time. It's such a good movie. Um, this look, I guess I mean, that's a no. I, I just freaked out. I was just like, holy shit. Holy shit. This is a titan on the runway. This is an all-stars runway level on a regular season. Uh, compared to everybody else. Like, look around you. Nymphia killed this. It was three reveals. It was creative. It was cohesive. I just thought it was so well done. 
And if I was another contestant on this show, I'd be like, I I should just pack my bags. Well, and at this point, she's now like revealed the cards that she, you know, she's been in a K-pop group. She's a dancer. Like right. she is a fashion queen. Like it, it, so it's like, okay, so like you can do all the things you're acting like you can't do. Um, I do want to just also mention Tsunami's Matador lesbian. I, I just, oh. Oh, I just love that. I love that. Oh my I love that God. on the runway. Yes. That well, energy. What the hell? Yeah. Oh, oh. I love it. Yeah. And she, um, oh, it was kind of hot the way she was flirting. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. So no, good. It was a really great look. Tsunami is, um, it, it, Tsunami is a phenomenal queen to look at. I'm still waiting for Tsunami to come out in the challenges. I also love Tsunami in like, when she's kicking with the girls, like I think she's got a great kind of energy. But in the challenges, I'm just not noticing Tsunami yet. But this was this was a special look for sure. You know whose look was a mess, Mary? Besides Dawn's, Geneva's. Oh, I don't like that that leopard neon thing. It doesn't ever really work for me. It's not my kind of drag. But in general, yeah, I, it didn't. And I I have I like Geneva in a way. So do I. Yeah. I mean, it, it, I feel like when you think about it, like Geneva Carr, it does sound like she's in the witness protection program from being Jennifer Convertible. You know what I mean? Like, it does sound like maybe you were Jennifer Convertible and you had to change it to Geneva Carr. And that's why that's your name. But uh, I but I can see I can see that it was like mm, this look doesn't it doesn't work for me. Mm. And Megami also had a kind of a weak runway, but apparently her look, I guess, was destroyed in transit. So she had to, like, throw this look together. Um, it, uh, whenever there's kind of retroactive storytelling, I, I'm always kind of like, huh. But I get it. Things happened on the show. Um, and it was sort of a mess, but at least it was cohesive. It was, uh, it was a look. They had nothing, it had nothing to do with cats, though, and nobody wanted to call that out. So. No, but I, and, I, and I'm being a little unfair, but there is, there is a part of me that's like, Megami might be one of those people where it's like, it's always something. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying those exist. So there's no, we that. Know. We know. Um, no, I know. You know, I. Uh, this is a little detail that I. Oh well, no. Let's talk about. Uh, let's. Let's talk about this moment with plasma. Let's talk about oh, where. Wait, wait. Oh wait, wait, wait. Yes, wait. Put a pin in it because I do want to just mention when the ASMR lover group gets to split five thousand dollars. It felt so shady. Oh so, yeah. Oh, yeah. You guys get to split it. Yeah, uh, I don't know how much that is. You do the math. It was this great moment. Yeah. I'll uh, throw a and... book in, you know. <laughs> exactly. But I was like, damn. All right, y'all get to split it. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> it was just such a slap in the face. Good luck with your 1250, you know. Um, <laughs> I did the math. So I. Oh, let's talk about this moment. Yeah. Let's talk Mary, about this. This, is this failed transfusion. So. There is, you know, there's the critiques of of plasma, and I, you know, this look, I was like, whatever, it's a lot, but whatever, you know. Once again, and the thing is with this really musical theater drag queen, she's just a lot sometimes. I just don't know why. Um, be a lot. What, what the fuck do I care? You want headphones on? Go for it. But then there's some talk of like, oh, your makeup, and and she does this like puts on oh, puts man, the Barbara back. Oh, okay, so yes. so she puts the Barbara back on, and she goes, you. Here you do it. <laughs> well, she does. Uh, what's interesting, and again, you have to like, the queens are trying to get RuPaul to notice them, right? And I think RuPaul also hates that. 
um, she can when tell. she notices. She mm-hmm. can tell. And, you know, we've talked about this before, but RuPaul loves that, like, that, like, Jewish New York voice that yep. she does. Oh, what, would the, what, what does it matter? Like the Joy Behar. Yep. So so Plasma puts on that voice. She goes, it's a little far from the Rena Hayworth or the barber that I'm used to, Ru. And, the, and, and RuPaul. The cut back to Ru. Yeah, no, yeah, it's very nice. Yeah. It looks great. Yeah, it looks fantastic. great. Fantastic. Yeah, it looks great. It's <laughs> like she's not even looking at her anymore. It's like she, it's she's like she's not even gonna play. No. She's like, I'm not. No, I'm not gonna play with you. No, like the volleyball <laughs> over. Like you know, you've hit the net. Like she, 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 she grabs the ball and deflates it. <laughs> yeah, just like slams a pin in it. It's like, well, game over. And I thought, oh, good serve. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, I think we've seen everything we need to see. Uh, yeah, I know. Looks great, fantastic. Yeah, yeah. No, it looks good. Oh, like, and then he... they show, and then they showed plasma again, and her face just kind of like just slightly wilts. Yeah, like oh, didn't take the bait. And I, it's a little Ooh. bit of an extension of the like the talent show where it was like oh, you, yeah. you, you tried a little too hard, and it's just. They punish them. You can't want it too much. Uh, you know, and obviously she's she's not getting totally dogville. She won last week. She still did well this week. But it's just, it's, it's you know, when you want to really, like, destroy somebody, you got to start small so that, like, they don't suspect it once you really turn up the heat and really destroy their se- sense of self. I think it's coming. I think she'll last a while. I think she's really good at this competition. I think she's, and also, I got to say this, and even if we might have, like, you know some opinions about how she is on a television show. Um, this is a this is a really talented person that's on the show. Um, I, I I don't see her doing poorly at Snatch Game. No, uh, I I just don't I don't know what what challenge she's going to do poorly at, and maybe that's the problem because there's no like vulnerability. I don't know. Yeah, I could see that where it's just I think that the I feel like that when somebody has that very sort of that sort of performative energy, I think sometimes mm. it's like, it's hard to feel what's authentic. Right. And like what's, what's real versus like what still sounds a little bit put on, even if it's informed by real emotions. Like, are you, are you being Natalie Portman doing the monologue of the letter uh, in May, December right uh, now? You know, uh, Mary, I mean, it's why it's hard to date an actor. Yeah. No offense to the actors. No, exactly. There, but it's, you know, I mean, I think we, we all saw it with mommy dearest. I'm not acting. Yeah. Acting and it's like, look, you still look like you're fucking acting. I don't know what these emotions are because they all feel performed. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's it's tough. Dating actors is tough for many reasons, and I think the the dramatics uh, make things tricky. I think it's I think when actors date actors, I think that's a good idea. That's really good. <laughs> you, you get each other. You hear it. You know, uh, me. I've tried it. I have. It's not that I have. I've done it more than once. And I have found that I am not, I am not a great fit for you. All right. Well, Mary, Mary's out there. If you were looking to date Colin, yeah. you're an actor. Pack it up. I'm an actor. Yeah. Um, yeah, back it up. Yeah. Get in line somewhere else. Mm-hmm. You know? In the words of Dorinda Medley, you better back that shit up. Yeah. Um, don't break my heart, just break my back. Yeah. Uh, well, speaking of which, uh, we go through what feels like a little bit early, but, uh, you know, a round of who should go home tonight. And 
It's kind of like the round table of the traders. Is anyone watching that? Am I the only one watching the traders right now? I just feel like I am the only one and I've been watching it and everyone's like, what are you talking about? Uh, yeah, th- you know, the the best reaction, and I think one of our Marys brought this up uh, in the DMs, but uh, Safira going, um, just basically agreeing with Plain Jane here, um, Drag Race is not a place to grow. Oh, I love said. that, yeah. to grow. And I, oh, I, that was, that was a nice little moment. Uh, but indeed, yeah, you know, most of them say Q or um, Amanda. Amanda. Yeah. And uh, and then uh, chop chop, we get to the bottom two of Q and Amanda to doing a lip sync of Emergency by Akana great Pop. Song. Great, song. great song, great choice of lip sync song. I thought this is this is great. This is like this is like the appetizer sampler at Chili's. Mm. That's what I think of the song as. One of our Marys suggested we watch a lip sync of this song, I think on Holland. I have to go back to the notes that I took, but um, there's another lip sync of this song that's apparently way better. Um, and I'm excited to watch it because this was fine. I thought they, that they did fine. Again, like the lip sync song is so good that it could, because it just, it sets a stage for so many cool gags that aren't necessarily just, you know, Cooter slams. So the stage was set, and I just think Q sort of did some moves that were underperformed, and they both did fine. And it was like, all right, who do you send home? Do you send the girl, the the one with the better track record, or the one that has to grow? And you know, I I think the way they edited it, you know, at the end of the day, with a lip sync. Whoever gets RuPaul's little giggle of approval is going to win. And mm. Q did the little whistling thing. We got the little laugh. Right. And, you know, it was like, okay, well, that, that's how they justified it. And, you know, I'll say this for anyone who's feeling feelings about Amanda. The What's Your Packin' with Michelle is great this week. You could tell mm. Michelle just okay. loves Amanda. And so high recommend. Um, and for what it's worth, the pit stop this week was great with Maddie Morphosis. Oh, listen, Maddie is changing the game, and uh, I don't know how I feel about it, but she is certainly changing the game of post-drag race content, um, whether it's her show, uh, you know, the whatever it is, whatever that show is called. Give it to me straight. She has. Give it to me straight. Um, or this, this appearance with Trixie and that huge fucking wig. Mary, I was like, okay, she's, yeah, yeah, we, you could stay. Yeah, I've got no issue. I think she seems great. I think there's, of course, there's room at the table. I, I, you know, we 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 don't even have to get into it. We certainly won't not here. But I know Dax exclamation point has a lot of question marks about the inclusion of Maddie Morphosis and the hair. And I was just like, you know, dot dot dot. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Semicolon. But dash. You know. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Dash. Dash, just an interrupting dash. Um, uh, and that's on yeah. period, sis. But anyway, my BSA of the week is all the girls who sang. Because I, the, the one thing, I know that you are ready to see the girl yep. groups go, but the only thing that keeps them fresh is when the girls sing. That's right. And that's I right. love it. And that's, it, it's always a joy to me to hear sing. them sing. Yeah. You gotta so. sing, uh, which is why it's crazy that Amanda went home. But uh, yeah, you gotta sing. Um, she sang, right? Yeah. She sang. Um, she she yeah. probably had one of the yeah. best verses of all groups. Yeah. 
I agree. Yeah. Um, I guess my BSA is going to be uh, Sophia's little cat um, that she's petting as Dr. Uh, Evil. Yeah, a little um, butthole. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's really funny. Um, yeah. I, 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 that's fine. I'll just leave that there. Um, yeah. I I don't know, Mary. Next week they have to make dolls, I guess. They're uh, making dolls. Who do you, who's going home next week? Well, you know, obviously what they're setting up in the previews is, and I, and it's, you know, if you watch Untucked, then you see a little bit more of the commercial for next week. Um, Untucked, there's nothing to talk about. Uh, but right. um, they, they're they showing like, ooh, Safira might be in trouble. You know, it's like, is she going to use her immunity, you know, lotion or potion? I don't uh-huh. know. I think next week, I wouldn't be surprised if they're like, okay, Maya. We've that's a wrap mm. on Maya I'm on LePage. I wouldn't be surprised mm. to see that. Certainly Geneva. I just think that mm. like, well, I, I'm so happy for them. I I still wouldn't be surprised if it if they were like, okay, let's now like wrap these narratives up. I don't know. Um that's my thought is uh that's who's going home next. Yeah. I like it's not gonna be morphine. We have barely seen morphine yeah, besides right. being a great narrator. So uh, good. it's not gonna be plain Jane. It's not gonna be Safira because of the the immunity. It's not gonna be Nymphia. No. Um so it's Dawn. not gonna be plasma. It's not gonna be yeah. Dawn. Uh, oh, they're not gonna be Dawn. No, yeah. it's not gonna be Dawn either. Dawn will probably um, win, you know. Oh my God, could you imagine? Anyway, Marys, if you have thoughts on this episode of the Girl Groups Challenge of Drag Race Season 16, you can reach out to us on Instagram at Pod. You can email us at Podcast at gmail.com. You can find us on the web at www.alrightmary.com. If you want, I'm on Instagram at Johnny also. And you can hear more of me talking about best supporting actresses like all the girls who sang this week on my other podcast, the Best Supporting Podcast. And you can find me on Instagram at ColinDrucker underscore. And you can find more of both of us on Patreon, specifically Nuance, the R8 Mary After Show, where we might talk about the traitors. Uh, I think we will. And we'll certainly open up that Mary mailbag and answer all your questions. And so much more, uh, all at Patreon.com slash All Right Mary. All right, Mary, what is our last chance lip sync this week? Well, you know, I was just like, I don't know. What am I going to pick? And and so I was rooting around of like songs that I know. And so anyway, I landed on this one that I think lyrics wise probably is a nice, like uplifting message for Amanda. But it's just a great song that reminds me of when I lived in Australia. And so it's this song called Satellites by September. She had this song called Cry For You that was so big when I was in Australia. And it's just like enough with the cry for you um so this is her follow-up hit uh satellites Satellites. i considered it you know that's the only dave matthews band song that i like really i genuinely like that song yeah you don't like Uh, i can smell that song from here oh no absolutely not she wakes up in the morning Ugh. that song is just like one big porta potty to me sorry uh what's the other one that's great oh i like the song that's um uh i think it's sitting on top of the it's um right side up or upside down. I think it's got a good melody. I can't remember. Maybe the name of maybe it. I don't mind that um, one. But then there's ants marching. Don't forget ants marching. Well, that's the one I just sang. Yeah. Oh, is that ants marching? Yeah. She 
catch up in the morning. Isn't there another one, though? Um, and remember when, and then we'll go, but remember when it was like... Don't drink the water. There's that song. Oh, that was a later era, you know, DMB. But there was like Dave Matthews Band and Hootie and the Blowfish felt like such a like pair. It was such a like Doritos and Coke kind of pairing at one point in the oh, 90s. Oh, I see. Interesting. You know? Yeah. No, that's very true. Uh, yeah, no, my sisters were obsessed with Dave Matthews. Like obsessed. I told you Jilly's screen name. Oh, DMB right. three zero zero five or something like that. Right, because yeah. three uh, three thousand four yeah. other people had already taken it. Yeah, I yeah. and I know and I know Nancy was a huge uh, oh. DMB well, Bruce head. fan, Bruce. and then DMB. Yeah, yeah Bruce, Bruce and 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 Dave. Yeah, Bruce and Dave. Uh, they no no Nancy would like with her friends. I remember they would just like sit down in the living room. Um, or in the den or whatever, watching music videos of Dave Matthews Band or like live performances on MTV. Like, like, cause they loved how he danced. Like he does the stupid little like foot shuffle oh, while God. he's playing the guitar. I know. Um, he's a really great musician. You gotta, sure, you gotta give course. it to him. No, uh, yeah, this, you know, this is not a talent situation. This is just like, there's a lot of great chefs out there, but they make a lot of food that I don't want to eat. I don't like olives, yeah. you know? I don't like yeah, olives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't like, um, uh, Hack up your skirt a little more. Yeah. Show your world to me. Yeah. <laughs> I just, that to me is just like cream chip beef on toast. I just don't want to eat it. Sorry. Oh, God. Well, hey, Dave Matthews, why is, uh, I mean, I guess Ants Marching is like the quintessential one, right? Like that's. I think so. Cause that was that album with the cover was like the, um, the, the swings at the carnival, right? Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. The, the one that I uh, that I developed my my uh, kind of my impression of Dave Matthews, which is again, it's just share, just share, um, is the song "The Space Between." Oh yeah, well, there's a lot of Jimmy Stewart in that too. The space between your wicked lives. Yeah, that's well, uh... <laughs> you tweak one note of that, and it's Jimmy Stewart. It really, you could. That's Jim, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think Satellite, yeah. Satellite was, uh, I think that whole album, Under the Table and Dreaming, was a very popular one, um, kind of their heyday. Um, what a Would You Say? Do you remember that song? What a Would You Say? Oh, yes, I do remember that. I feel like if you had this album, you had Sheryl Crow's album, the one with yes. Peel and the uh, Labels. You had Tuesday that. Night Roadshow, or uh, Tuesday Night, uh, is it Roadshow? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah that um, probably so had good. Jagged Little Pill. Like, uh, I feel like, and I'm mostly thinking of like what my mom had, but like, I, I really want to believe that you also have uh, Annie Lennox Medusa on, on cassette. Mm, Sorry, just maybe on cassette. On yeah, cassette, because it's a little bit earlier, you know. Yeah. Did you also have Marcy Playground? Oh God, Sex and Candy. Well, my mom wouldn't, but I. That was an era. God, that was such a like MTV when I was eleven yeah. kind of era. You know what I mean? Just yeah. I didn't know what I was. It was, was the at. Romeo and Juliet soundtrack era. Like I feel like. That was a soundtrack that people owned. The next big one that I think everybody owned was the Garden State soundtrack. Oh, no, that is prime era. Now that I can speak to, you know? Yeah, well, of course. But, like, it's that album, and then you have the the album I just said. Um, The... um... Uh, the one you just said. <laughs> what was that one you just said? You just said it before, and it was the album... Romeo and Juliet. Romeo, Romeo and Juliet. Juliet Romeo and Juliet, yes. yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
that one. So there's uh. Garden State. There's that one. I think people also love the City of Angels soundtrack. People love that more than the movie. It's oh. always interesting when you note when a, when a soundtrack is better than the movie. Um, then you know it was marketed for teens. Um, mm. Romeo and Juliet, though, I think people also thoroughly enjoyed the movie. Um, Garden State, I think the jury is still sort of out. but um, I think people uh, liked the, it at the time. The soundtrack, you know. Yeah, no, that's true. That's true. The soundtrack was just so stellar. It was oh. just such a, a mood, you know? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, the, the things that I could say about Fru-Fru, you know? Right, right. And, like, why do I know about Fru-Fru, you know? Oh, I could tell but, you everything uh, about that album, you know? it's Iron like, and Wine, you know? Yep, just like, why Postal do I know service. all of these? Yes, well, the Postal Service is like, oh, God, don't even get me started. Anyway, Mary's, we're going to end it right there. Our, we, our last chance lip sync is going to be Satellites, but not the Dave Matthews version. We're going to continue this discussion over on Nuance, and we'll see you there. Yeah, and I hope you keep on serving tot scenes. Yes, Annie. Okay. No, you don't like the side.